Twas the night before Christmas, and all through the Hold house... it, now wait, hold it, that's played out. Hit it! You give me all that jive about things you wrote before I was alive. Cause this ain't 1823, ain't even 1970. Now I'm the guy named Curtis Blow, and Christmas is one thing I know. So every year, just about this time, I celebrate it with a rhyme. Gonna shake it, gonna bake it, gonna make it good. Gonna rock, shock, rock it through your neighborhood. Gonna read, gonna on a damp day from the sunlit uplands of the UK, the lonely man of Europe. I think it's just Europe that doesn't want us anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're banned from going anywhere, aren't we? It appears that way. Uh, so, yes, not in studio, but uh, on the line. Uh, Gavin Betts, hello, sir. How do? How's it going? All right, yeah. Um, a mere 72 days after the Lakers uh, hoisted the Larry O'Brien trophy, we're back in action this evening in earnest. It's hard, yeah, it's hard to tell what this is going to look like, what the kind of standard of play is going to be like, because the the difference between the guy, the teams who you know didn't make the bubble, who've been off, sort of, you know, best part of three hundred days, yeah. uh, and and the guys that went deep in the playoffs, is we've never really had a situation like this, have we? It's bizarre. Yeah, yeah. There's some guys who are going to be rusty, you would think, just from being so far away, and also having not played in that environment either. There are there are players yeah. in the league who not played that they the last games they played were in front of crowds so there's, there's going to be a, a strange thing those people who are well well versed in the bubble and how it feels and how it, but also tired <laughs> no i've not really thought of that yeah and it's sort of weird because they're playing in literally empty stadiums as well it's not like that bubble where it was quite a quite compact and um yeah, a big cold empty arena. yeah it looks strange when I kind of dipped into a few of the pre-season games. It just looked weird, uh, all that space around. It was, uh, yeah, it's going to be adjustment period for sure. Yeah, it's going to be difficult. And I, I think it, it, it might throw a spanner into a lot of the, the stuff you would normally just assume would be, if you know what I mean. So, mm-hmm. yeah, the Jazz and their home advantage. What's that now? Yeah, I'd imagine the sort of teams with at least amount of roster overhaul and sort of have a bit of consistency it should kind of benefit them, I'd imagine. Early going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a, it's, it's another unusual season, isn't it? It certainly is, yeah. For well, even <laughs> it is. Unusual season in unusual times. Um, I mean, no, no one's really talking about the COVID thing either, are they? Um, which they seem to have sort of got a handle on so far compared to the other leagues, but it, it only takes one or two sort of players to test positive and the whole thing could get messy very quickly. Yeah, the whole thing could very quickly. I mean, we've seen football games in this country cancelled because of COVID and stuff. So, it, yeah, it only takes one or two positive tests on the same day to, boom, suddenly, suddenly, this whole, yeah, I don't know, it still feels rather fragile. Yeah, um, I mean, with this in mind, they've, they've only kind of put the schedule out to sort of the beginning of March, haven't they? Um, just to obviously cover themselves for scenarios in which might present themselves. And there's a lot of sort of back-to-back games against the same team, isn't it? Which is going to be odd. Um, I wouldn't imagine that's great for TV ratings. No, not great for TV ratings, not great for the players, not not great from a sporting point of view either. How are you ensuring that people are, you know, again, it's, we're back to the problems with, with the mismanaged or unbalanced teams and divisions and conferences. But now, 
yeah, you're going to have some teams with an inflated record because they've been beating up on teams every night. Especially if you've got a team who've got like two star players out and they're going to miss both the games against that team, you know, on the same weekend, which yeah. kind of seems a little unfair. But I, mean, I don't really know how you get this get around this safely. You don't want, obviously, you don't want players moving from city to city every night, do they? It's just not practical, I guess. Uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's a, it's a difficult difficult thing for sure. Yeah, um, a lot's kind of happened since we last talked a couple of weeks ago. I think the day after we had the big Westbrook, John Wall trade came down, which um, set off a chain of events in Houston. James Harden's then thrown his toys out of the pram as well <laughs> um, yeah. and seems to want out. Um, yeah, that that's a mess. If you're relying on John Wall and Demarcus Cousins to sort of roll back the years and be healthy, uh, yeah, it could go wrong pretty quickly, I'd imagine. That doesn't seem like a plan at all. <laughs> no, it doesn't, yeah, no, I can't see how that, yeah, how, how they found themselves there so quickly. Yeah, um, I don't mind it for the whiz. I mean, Russell Westbrook's got a track record of staying a bit healthier than John Walsh. I mean, it's apples yeah. for oranges, I, I suppose. I like it more for them than I do for Houston, that's for sure. Yes, yes. I would, I would say the whiz dropped on in that one. And that... In that conference over there, Westbrook could fill his boots. Yeah, it is the east. You got to remember that the, the bottom end of which is a bit softer in the west, uh, should we say? Yeah, so he's gonna, you know, have more games against Orlando. Yeah, <laughs> Knicks and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, Rusty's Rusty's gonna be all right. Yeah, um, yeah. A lot of teams sort of throwing money around. Don't seem to be, you know, concerned about the empty arenas and sort of lack of sort of income. Um, the guy in Houston, yeah, it's and uh, some absolutely ridiculous contracts. I mean, we've just kind of seen these, you know, two albatross deals we traded for each other, and but teams don't seem to learn, do they? They're still sort of keen to give these deals out, which pay the guys sort of forty, fifty million dollars in their last or mid thirties. Which I don't know. It just it seems stupid. Yeah, I mean, it's not like there's an entire his like there's a, there's a, a decent his like history of sports now across all sports, which shows when people start to break down and at what ages uh, deals are thing. I mean, it's sort of like the reverse of Arsenal, isn't it? They used to lose players because they refused to offer more than a yeah. one-year deal. Yeah, the Percy's of the world and stuff. Yeah, but then, but then, uh, you know, medical science has evolved, and yeah, players do play on healthily to their mid-30s sometimes. So I, I think they would have to review that case by case. But in basketball, it's the exact opposite. We, we just assume they're going to be able to have the same output they did at 27 at 35. Yeah. yeah Howard Beck made a point on one of his podcasts. Well, I tweeted this out as well. It, why do they get raises as they get older? Surely it should be the other way around. you know what I mean? It's so stupid. As your output loses. Yeah. So once you pass your This peak, is what... Yeah, it is... I don't know if it's something they'll look at maybe the next CBA somewhere, but it just seems silly. It just it doesn't seem to help either either side, you know, because the players are stuck uh, with their teams then, and it doesn't benefit anyone really except well some bank balance, I guess. But giving the money up front, I don't know. It just there's got to be a better way to do this. Yeah, no, I mean you would think if you were signing somebody at twenty seven for a deal, or twenty nine, let's say for a deal that takes them to thirty four, th- there's going to be a decline in their output. Yeah. over that time and and an increased risk of injuries and if you were drawing up a contract in any sane 
sort of other world, you would literally have that underwritten. Yeah. You know what I mean? If, if you were looking at this as an insurance problem, and they said, what we're going to do is we're going to take this 29-year-old seven-foot bloke, uh, he's had a few injuries on his feet and his lower extremity, and we're going to pay him on a rising scale, and you'd be like, no, that's not going to happen. Yeah, this is the... What's the guy called in, I don't know, is it Ryan Smith, the new jazz owner? It's typically, it's absolute sort of new owner syndrome, isn't it? Little throwing yeah. the cash around. I mean, the Rudy, Rudy Gobert contracts when we're talking about it, which is just seems like a massive overpay uh, for a very limited offensive I player. I, I, don't, I don't know where or what. Uh, it's difficult to ascribe uh, the value these days to a, 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 what is a defensive-only centre if you know what I mean, oh, yeah. defensive-only centre. And what seems really strange is that over the last year or so, the sort of Rudy Gilbert, Donovan Mitchell situation seems to be sort of coming to a head. Yeah. And to sort of like, there, there seems to be sort of tensions mounting there. So to sort of re both up for a long time on huge deals seems... And didn't they give Mitchell an option as well, which seemed kind of yeah. silly? So he's got an opt-out if he doesn't like the way it's going. Uh, I mean, this yeah. Gobert contract doesn't even kick in for another year, so it's going to be, you know, you look at 2026, it's a long time away, <laughs> and you're going to be paid him <laughs> sort of close to $50 million. Uh, so. um, the Paul George one I didn't love either, but, you know, at least he's got a bit more of a track record of being an all-NBA sort of offensive talent and stuff, and they, they kind of... I think those days are done. I but think yeah, that that that, that, that could be an albatross. That could look bad really quickly. Um, they kind of. I think he's going yeah, to have to do it. Massively but, overpaid role player at this point. Yeah, the that Clippers roster looks old, and I don't know. They just spunked a load of money on Luke Kennard as well, which I, know, I won't recognise him if he walked in my living room. Um, so yeah. it's be paying him a hell of a lot of money. Um, yeah, I don't know. Barmer, not obviously shy to throw the cash around, but. Um, Hmm, I'm not sure they they picked the right players there. Um, don't don't like the look of that Clippers yeah. team, really. No, I, I I can see it going backwards. Yeah. I can see it going backwards. There's a lot of noise, seemingly, from people as well about Doc was the problem, but I don't, can't really see how that's the case there. No, no. Um, it would seem to be a certain Mr. Leonard, if you read certain reports. Um, Uncle yeah. Dennis throwing his weight around and whatnot, <laughs> possibly. Yep. Yeah, but see, see, it seems like old, old Kawhi. Old, old Kawhi is... Uh, there seems to be a pattern forming, old, yeah. Let's put, let's put it that way. Got a bit used to having things his own way. Yeah. Yanis uh, re-signed eventually, so that's kind of put any immediate trade talks uh, to bed. He seems kind of settled in there. Um, Stephen Curry must be looking at all this thinking, I'm fucking going to get an absolute fucking windfall here. If uh, So these are the yeah. kind of contracts that are being dished out. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens there, but... Um, can you see Harden getting moved before sort of mid-season, or can you, can you see? How can you see that playing out? It's hard to say, really, isn't it? It is hard to say. I mean, there's no there's no value for anybody in keeping somebody somewhere they don't want to be. No, it, it, and I, I also think that there is quite a tenuous thing where at what point does Harden if Harden says oh, I don't want to, if you know what I mean? Yeah, well, just cancel the contract. And I'll start, like at what point does all like no like with football and like the Bosman stuff that the second this if this actually goes to a real court of law and they have to apply the law of the land to things all of this stuff falls apart really quickly. Yeah. The idea that you own a person and that he, a person doesn't have the right to be like 
I don't want to live or work here anymore, if you know what I mean, which I, I could never get behind somebody being told that you can't because, well, at what point is, are you just massively, a massively recompensed slave? But what is, what is money without the freedom to do what you want? I guess uh, the pushback would be, you know, you've signed that contract, so I don't know how that would stand equally, up. Contracts, contracts can be broken, isn't it? If you know what I mean. The thing, you don't, you, nobody signs a contract which is essentially signing away your life. For, yeah, they forever, sort of exist in these I mean. weird little sort of legal loop, loopholes, don't they, the American Sports League, with these sort of mm. strange laws that sort of only sort of re- apply to them. But, but, but that's what I mean. So I think ultimately, I don't know how that works if, if a player who is as wealthy as Harden says, screw it, right, I'm going to get all the lawyers and we're going to go court, if you know what I mean. You're denying me my right to work. And, and regardless, that just starts to look bad for the, for the NBA, which sees itself as so progressive. So I can't see any value in keeping him. So it's, is, is he just is he, is he blowing hard to try and get what he, his friends on the side? Or does he genuinely want to leave? And if he genuinely want to leave, then trade him. And I think most of the time, People overvalue one player. If I was Houston, I'd just train to like Minnesota or somewhere. See how you like that. Yeah. Pack, pack your big yeah, coat, James. <laughs> you get the best package. You get the best package for the for the for the club. The best package for the team. But yeah, you can go. But this is where you're going to go. And if they're yeah. keen to take him on with him going, oh, I don't want to play here, then that's their business. But I mean, if you look back, look at look at what the Knicks gave up for Mello, who they could have got like three weeks. Like three months later. Yeah, yeah, it was silly. They gutted their team and then never really did anything. With and aside from all the rest, do you know what the, do you know who the pick turned out to be? Because they, they sent a pick along in that. In uh, was, that it jo- was it Jokic? Jamal Murray. Oh, was it Murray? Yeah, Murray. Oh. That was it. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's Jamal Which... Murray. At the time, <laughs> people were like, "Oh, they've given up." Oh, what you and you? Oh. People overvalue. So yeah, I, I can't see him going to Brooklyn because I. I how the hell do you make that work? Not with Mike D'Antoni there as well. I think he probably had his fill of him the last few years. Um, doesn't seem I to also, make sense. I, just don't, I don't see how you're going to make a team with uh, James Harden and Gary Irving. No. It's exactly the same problem that he's no. had with Chris Paul and like two players who need the ball in their hands to be effective. The thing with Harden, he's, he raises the floor of your team, but if you're a really good team already, I don't know how much better he actually makes you because... You're kind of messing up what's made you successful by bringing in someone so ball dominant, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He raises the floor, but yeah. how far does he raise the ceiling? And is it championship? It's just hard to pull these big trades off as well for superstars. I mean, that I think they're kind of hoping Philly sort of blink and sort of decide to throw Ben Simmons in there, but I wouldn't do that if I was Philly. Um, I just I don't see the point. Um, I don't think no. I want James Harden and Joel Embiid. Uh, on the same team, I just think that that brought even more problems. Yeah, no, I don't. I just don't. Yeah, I, I completely agree. You can get you to the conference semis, guaranteed, maybe the finals. But does he push anybody who's got something going on already over the? He's such a his style of play is so singularly plodding and ball bouncing that he needs the entire team around him. He can't play with his mates because. Well, this is the thing. He's had this. He got everything he wanted in Houston, and he's still kind of not happy. So it's kind of like, well, you know, <laughs> kind of say, maybe you just don't like the owner now. I don't know, but yeah, it's, he wants his cake and he wants to eat it. It seems I don't know. Um, we shall see how that pans out. 
I'll, I'll put it yeah. this way. I don't see it panning out with James Harden wearing a ring at the end of this year. No, no. I'd be very, very surprised. I mean, think about the Yanis thing. Do you think he kind of just knew he was going to sign with the books all along and then just dragged it out to fuck with other teams to fuck them over, like uh, likes of Toronto and sort of Miami and stuff, who kind of just kept their powder dry. Um, it'd be interesting yeah. to see kind of how much they knew there. Um, so we, I guess we'll never know. Yeah, or, or what kind of noises, was he? if you know what I mean. Was Yanis making eyes at anybody else or were they yeah. just drawing conclusions? I, I mean, he does seem to be like well in on that like it doesn't matter you know, he seems like a big kind of family guy doesn't he small market or whatever yeah it, it seems like it genuinely doesn't matter to him well his mother's come out and said i, I don't want to i don't want to move house and he's the kind of dude he's like right we're not we're not that's it then you know he's kind of you can imagine he's yeah. that kind of character which is good uh i noticed the nba have suspended uh suspended the weed testing this season as well did you see that one's come out <laughs> As kind of a bit yeah. of a, like, you know, bit of a trade-off. Like, well, we're gonna have to start this season early because we've no other choice. But here's a little bone for you. Do you know what I mean? It's, they obviously did in the yeah. bubble as well. I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that I think that may have, I think that may have been used as a bargaining chip. Like yeah. Like getting them into the bubble in the first place. Yeah. And then once you give up, once you allow that sort of concession, you can't really take that back, can you? So. No, well, I mean, it seems silly anyway, to be honest. But, uh, yeah. Right, we'll have a short break and we'll uh, have a look at some of the over-under numbers and the betting odds and whatnot. Playoff-wise, I mean, the East looks pretty much set, really, apart from the bottom end. I don't know if you'd agree. I mean, we've got the Bucks, Heat, Celtics, Nets, Sixers, Raptors, who Raptors. kind of always overachieve, and the Pacers, I guess. They'd probably be my seven kind of teams, I think, are definitely locked in. And then you're looking at, kind of comes down to who you think's <laughs> the least bad out of the Hawks, the Wizards, and the Magic. I don't live, I don't love any of those teams, Um Hawks, the Wizards, and the Magic. They would seem I mean, to be the three. I mean, I, mean, I can't. You can, I think you can cross the Knicks and the Pistons off pretty safely. I don't know. It would have to be a Blake Griffin staying healthy and just going on a tear uh, to kind of pull them up. Yeah. I think. I'm just not convinced the rest of the rosters. Yeah, possibly. I mean, like I said I don't really like any of these other teams really. Um, no. The Hawks. I just no, don't see how they the pieces fit. They've got a lot of offensive talent, but I just. They couldn't stop anyone last year, and I don't see how that's changing to the tune of sort of another sort of 15, 20 wins, which they've been projected for. I just, I just don't see that jump. Uh, I don't know about you. No, no, I, I don't see where that's come from. That leap, I don't. No, I, I don't. It, yeah, I, I see them being the same this season as last, pretty much. Yeah, I just don't see the improvement so. being that drastic, really. When most of the guys they've kind of signed are sort of coming off the bench as well, which. It's such an odd team. Um, yeah, I'm not quite. Yeah, I think we covered it on, on, on the last last pod, didn't we? But you know, they're derailing John Collins a bit. It seems, and like, I just don't really know what's going on there. No, the Magic. You kind of look. They've lost the point guard from last year, and Isaac's out for the year. So, 
You can't see mass improvement. That Cole Anthony looks like an NBA ready player, though. He just looks like carries himself like a vet from what I've seen of him already. Um, he just looks, yeah. looks like he just come in and play straight away, which is good. And uh, they've just re upped Markel Fultz, so they're really in on, on him. Um, I still, yeah, I still hold my breath every time he shoots, but um, they <laughs> seem to be committed to him now. Yeah, uh, it's, it's still a, still a lovely action to watch. <laughs> Maybe he'll just chill out a bit there. I don't know. Uh, and the Wizards, God no, anything could happen there. They were so atrocious at times last year that um, the rusty show can sort of take over, can't it? So yeah, I think it's still hard to see what's going to happen there. I don't know. So yeah, yeah. Look, to, to go from getting hyped about Davis Burton to Russell Westbrook is a huge leap to them. Yeah, it looks like he could be starting now as well because Hachimura is out with something conjunctivitis or something. <laughs> that one had an NBA player before. Yeah, we'll see who's in this playing saga. It looks like that's kind of going to be the order in some fashion. But so uh, the West's a bit harder to call, obviously. Yeah. Especially down the bottom end. I mean, some of these projections are all over the shop. Obviously, you've got to extrapolate it to 82 games. Some of the over-unders seem really low. Portland's sort of numbers, like 40 and a half wins, which, which seems low. Um, considering the sort of players they've added, you'd think there's going to be an improvement there. Um, yeah. if they can stay yeah, clear of injuries. That does seem a low one. Yeah, and Dame sort of, Dame's kind of, you can see him having like an MVP level year as well. He just really seems to want to just prove he's one of the best in the league now after sort of the way he played in Orlando and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it, it seems it seems unusual. They're a team with a strong identity who are making moves to sort of push, what, what maximise what they've got. Yeah. It's 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 what it's just kind of like where the jazz was like eighteen months ago, but mm. that's just totally gone now. And now now the jazz seem to be struck by entropy, and they're just starting to creak. If you know what I mean, they're a team I can see regress this year. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not quite know what to make of Utah. Um, I think if Mike Conley struggles like he did last year, he could be on the trading block, isn't it? Sort of. I think if Mike Connolly's the Mike Connolly's been for the last five years, <laughs> and, and not and not the Mike Connolly of his youth, mm. <laughs> flying around Memphis, if you know what I mean, then then yeah, which is which is perfectly reasonable, a perfectly reasonable thing to assume. So yeah, they just feel like they're they've got their pieces and their pieces have found their ceiling, and that that there's not. Well, that's pretty much their team now, isn't it? This is it, you know. Yeah. There's, there's not many it's other moves. Starting to go make. backwards now. If you know what I mean, as, mm. even if just because it, it's not so much going backwards as stagnating, and that's just as bad in professional sports, isn't it? I still think they'll win a lot of games this year. I could still see them being in that six to four mix uh, in the West. Yeah, but but where a couple of years ago you could have said with the right move they may be in for being a contender, mm. I don't think you can say they're going to seriously be a contender now. I guess it's and, how well Donovan Mitchell plays. I mean, he was. Unstoppable at times, wasn't he, in that bubble? But I don't know what to make of this sort of some of these bubble performances and just the lack of defense that was being played at times. I don't know if it's kind of yeah. flattered a few of these players, like Jamal Murray, who was you know he looked like all world <laughs> at times and stuff. It's going to be just to see how well they play this year uh, compared to some of them performances. Also, yeah, how how the the different environment and circumstances affects players. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, well, I, I mean, it may be you'll see you'll see players who just aren't able to motivate themselves without the thought of a crowd being in the same way, without a crowd being there to to see it. 
if you know what I mean. And equally, players who are usually suffer a bit of anxiety would be like, no, I'm liberated here. I've, I've got, yeah. <laughs> hey. yeah. Yeah, I mean, you'd think Denver is still going to have that sort of advantage of the altitude and stuff in Utah. So. Yeah. Um, they're, they're win total numbers. 44 and a half, which is probably about 50 wins. Uh, in a normal season, they should be able to just steamroll teams offensively as well, especially at home. So that seems a low number. Yeah, yeah that does seem a low number. The West got Lakers, Nuggets, Clippers, you'd think are going to make the playoffs. Mavs, Jazz, and Blazers. And then it's who you like out of the Warriors, the Suns, the Rockets, I'm not sure about, the Grizzlies, and then the Pelicans, who, oof, I don't, I don't like the look of. The Pelicans, Ross, it's a bit like Atlanta. I just don't see how the pieces fit. And I'm not sure Stan Van Gundy's got much left in the tank, to be honest. That seemed like a, a strange appointment. I don't know about what you think. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I think after Detroit, that, you know, basketball has changed quite a lot. And, yeah. Stick to the telly. Uh, we like you on the I, telly. I, yeah, just that's fine. <laughs> I, I think it's one of those things where... Uh, the pace at which the recent changes to the game have taken have, have, have caught lots of sort of owners and that sort yeah. of group of media pundits. Oh, where, where a coach could think, like, five years is like 20 years now. Yeah, in yeah. NBA, in terms of evolution sort of thing. We're not just waiting for Phil Jackson to, to change things, if you know what I mean? Like that. And, yeah, the, the NBA that, that, that Stan was successful in just doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. I think we kind of saw that with Tibbs in Minnesota as well, didn't we? So, not dissuaded New York from hiring him. But uh, no, I agree. I think you look at the guys who've had success recently. It's been the new younger coaches who've come in. You know, you Tyler Jenkins of the world and stuff. Um, Yeah. You know. um, So yeah, I don't. I just they're on TV and ridiculous amount as well. I was looking at sort of national TV schedules, and I just can't see them being that good. (laughs) Um, No, but. Maybe we'll get to all watch Zion Williams make lots of dunks. Yeah. I don't, I, I, Before his fucking that, leg falls off or something. <laughs> before, uh, before the lower back starts to give in. Yeah, he still just doesn't look built for basketball, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. I think they've got an NFL team owned by the same woman, haven't they? Maybe we could have a crack at yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> well, as far as... as, far as as far as, I, as far as I know, they literally like used the NFL's like training training for medical. Staff. I think they did like, up, up until like a year ago. Yeah, grafted onto the Saints. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Suns are another team who, if you actually look talent wise, they've got a really good shot at sort of making the playoffs. Really, um, I can't confess to watching an awful lot of them over the last few years, um, but Chris Paul can drag a team by the scruff of the neck. Uh, to a playoff berth as we saw last year and the Suns have arguably yeah. got more talented players than Oklahoma City had last year he's a good shout for it he is capable and, and he works I don't know seemingly better in that environment where it is just him allowed to bark hmm. we'll, see, we'll see if they get sick of him come to all stop right the youngsters but um, <laughs> I fancy their yeah. chances more than I do the Warriors to be honest I do not look, like the look at this yeah. Warriors situation um, pff, I just think it's going to be a struggle I just I can't see Curry staying healthy for seventy two games, and, and when he's not on the floor, they're going to be dreadful. I think without Clay Thompson, yeah. um, I, I fear the worst for this Warriors season. Yeah, yeah, and with a uh, you know Draymond without a serious chance to compete, what how much Draymond do you get? If you know what I mean, sixty percent of Draymond. 
55. Like, without it peaking at the top level. Yeah. He's always said he's a 16-game player, not an 82-game player. So, yeah, it could could be well be true. (laughs) And if you ain't making them 16 games, what is he? Yeah, the the, the lack of of shooting outside Curry is... uh, Yeah, the bottom of the West is going to be uh, a scrap again, I think, for sure. Yeah, yeah. No, the Rockets have plunged down there. It's just as well now. Like, it's it's a a really tight contest. Lakers' favourites for the title. 11 to 4. Yep. Milwaukee, 6 to 1, which, I don't know. I can see them being a decent regular season team. They look worse, though, on paper (laughs) for the playoffs. From where I'm looking, yeah. Brooklyn six to one. The bookies really like Brooklyn. Um, we'll see how that pans out. Clippers six to one, and then got Celtics and the Sixers at fifteens. Man, Portland forty-five to one with a certain uh, high street bookmaker. I mean, yeah. that, that seems high to me. When you look at Phoenix, yeah, are forty to one. I can't, I can't see Phoenix being a better team than Portland. I really I struggle to see that. I don't know what what the logic is there. Yeah, I mean, ultimately it all boils down to who can get four games over the Lakers. Yeah. Out of that, and to say that to say that the Blazers are the forty to one shot of getting four games over the Lakers, it, it seems a bit extravagant. Yeah. They, they they did struggle to stop Anthony Davis uh, last year, didn't they? But they were running on fumes. I mean, they've got a few more bodies yeah. this year and stuff. Cantor's back, isn't he? So, um, yeah. I mean, <laughs> not, I mean, not an all world stopper by any stretch, but. At least he's a large yeah. human. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, like maybe it's just that look, hey, if they're not going to win it, at which they almost probably aren't, you can safely say, yeah, fuck it, forty to one. If you know what I mean. Yeah, the the, the Lakers do look uh, prime for another decent run. Um, the roster, you know, roster certainly looks better. Yeah, a lot of bookmaking isn't necessarily. Uh, isn't necessarily offering out fair odds. No, no. It's about encouraging people to give you money. Exactly. That's why Golden State are 25 to 1. Uh, you know, yeah. Portland, not a fashionable team by any stretch, are they? They're not going to be attracting a ton no, of money. But if you are, if you are, you know what I mean? If they're offering Portland at 10 to 1, you're like, ah, probably not. If they're offering Portland at 45 to 1, you start thinking, that's worth a shot. Mugs like me will have a shot, yeah. You know what I mean? And, and that's, that's how bookmaking works. You know what I mean? Sometimes odds are weird. Yeah. In order to encourage people to lay on money. Yeah. Do you want some MVP odds? Uh, Luca four to one. They're hot on him. Seems to be the narrative already, doesn't it? They kind of. There's always someone at the start of the year they kind of press. Yeah. Seems to elect the MVP before it even starts. Uh, he seems to be that guy this year. Just voter apathy, I guess. Yanis uh, five to one. Anthony Davis fifteen to two. Dame sixteen to one. Um, yeah, I don't like any of these really. Nothing jumping out at me. Jokic, 25 to 1. You know, stranger things have happened. But, uh... Stranger things have happened, yeah. I, I, I don't know. It feels like uh, it feels like Yanis is just a regular season juggernaut, does it? Mm. And uh, It feels like Yanis could win five of the next six like regular season league MVPs, which it probably should be called, if you know. <laughs> yeah. No, very much so. But, but I don't think that translates to rings, necessarily. <laughs> mm. Rookie of the year odds. Lamelo Ball favorite four to one. I mean, again, that's just trying to attract money, isn't it? I don't, it, it might not even start. Yeah. So it's, I think he's going to have the probably the most flashy highlights. But when it comes to sort of counting stats and stuff, you wouldn't imagine uh, he'll be in the mix there. But you never know. I kind of like I like these guys who kind of 
played at a high level. It's Denny Advia. Advia I don't even know how to say this. Denny Advia, is it, on Washington? The guy, Israeli kid, who sort of played pro last year. He's 16 to 1. It's yeah. stuff like that. Him or Cole Anthony at 25s is, you know, a bit of a Malcolm Brogdon, Michael Carter-Williams sort of territory pick. You know, a, a guy who didn't go in the sort of top few picks. And I could see it being one of those guys this year who uh, yeah. just puts up the counting stats, maybe. We shall see. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean it's it's perfectly. It, yeah, well, I mean we, we've learned we're learning this more and more, isn't it? That players who come from a maybe a different perspective, who played with a bit more experience than just with grown men and years, stuff. Yeah. Yeah, a uh, 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 much more adept at handling the, the transition, the situation, yeah. and uh, and, and playing to their best of their abilities quicker. Yeah, Facundo Campazzo. Have you seen this guy? On the, the Nuggets. I've, I've seen his highlights. Yeah. I've seen his highlights. <laughs> 50 to 1. I don't think yeah. he's going to admit it. Like uh, uh, yeah, bit, plays a little bit more defense than Milosh, I think. But um, he, yeah. he's only about 5 foot 11, I think. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Feels, feels like a similar thing. Yeah. yeah. A guy who has super flashy Euro ball highlights. But, uh. yeah. I'm excited to watch Denver. Denver and Dallas. Portland. It's going to be good. The West. I'm excited. Um, yeah, sixth man a year, yeah. I'm not bothered about that really. Um, a boring one. Gary Trent Jr. He's, um, he's twenty-five to one. Carrie Slaver at forty to one. I don't know if he's going to be starting. That seems decent odd. Tomorrow night it all. Uh, uh, no, tonight. Sorry, <laughs> it all starts. Yeah, yeah, uh, the Warriors Nets and the Lakers Clippers, and then on Wednesday. Uh, everyone else is in action. Um, I think your Blazers are at home to the Jazz, aren't they? Uh, first game. Yeah. Uh, which uh, might be a decent watch. And Celtics Bucks as well on Wednesday. So some good games this week. And then obviously the Christmas Day games. Yeah. Pels, yeah. He... The, the, the schedulers have gone, gone hard. They... Hubie's back. He's going to be commentating from home like all the other guys. So he's back. He's on the Warriors game, actually. Christmas Day. So uh, nice. excitement levels uh, in this household for that one. Nets, Celtics, Mavs, Lakers, and Clippers, Nuggets. So, yeah, some fire rubbers to start us off. Anyway, we'll see what the... The Christmas games are not usually the best quality, are they? So, um, so we well, shall I see. Mean, hey, that's, that's compared to the usual standard, isn't it? So, uh, uh, this, I mean, is it even to these players at this point, if you know what I mean? Is it even Christmas? Do they know it's Christmas time at all? That would be my question. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I stand that song. Me neither. <laughs> Condes- Me neither. Condescending more- pop artist. <laughs> Led to more dead Ethiopian people than uh, than uh, healthy ones. Yeah. Much not, more. Not not. This not is this finest is the complexities hour. of this is the complexities of nations thrust into civil war and uh, white people thinking they can just blaze in with the answer. Yeah, very poor taste. All of that. Um, anything else you're excited about before we start the season? Uh. I'm, I'm I'm excited about having some sort of normality yeah. <laughs> to my life again. Yeah, uh, I'm excited to not have to read about fucking Boris Johnson. Uh, I'm excited <laughs> to. Uh... He'll be gone in a few weeks, so I won't worry about that. <sighs> yeah, no, he's 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 not making the end of this year. No, I don't think I'll see him. Yeah, I don't think we'll be seeing the end of January. To be honest, I think he'll bolt before then. Um, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I'd be interested. Well, you'll have to be around long, long enough to to, attack, to be able to attach all the Brexit guilt, like Ness to, so then they can pretend it was nothing to do with them in eight months' time. Yeah, we'll see. 
forgot to mention the Kings. The guy Halliburton they drafted, he looks ready to play as well. So they won't be a sneaky good watch this year uh, if they can get out of their yeah, own way. No, I mean, I'm, I'm not making the same mistake of saying, oh, this year for the Kings. Done no, I, I, I don't think they're a playoff team. But um, No, fuck the Kings. Fuck yeah. the Kings. <laughs> Fuck the Kings, that's what I'm saying this time. Uh, Fuck the Kings. The Kings and the Magic. They're the two like they're the two franchises I'm like, eh, No, I can't get excited about the Orlando Magic uh, in any way or fashion. Weird, because there seems to be a lot of their fans in this country, which is strange. I think it's the Shaq thing and people going to Disney World as kids and stuff. But, uh, yeah, I seems an Disney unusual World number of Orlando Magic fans over here. Which, uh, so. yeah. Did you see... Uh, yeah. Did you see Gerald Green was back and then he was gone within about a week? He was on the uh, training camp yeah. roster with the Rockets and then uh, they let him go. But um, him and the, another yeah. favourite of, of mine, uh, JJ Barea, uh, both of them yeah. gone now. Uh, so out, we'll, the, out of the league. Yeah, we'll see. I think Portland could use JJ Barea. He hasn't got a backup point guard. I'd, I'd trust him more than I would yeah. Anthony Simons. I don't know. Make that happen, yeah. I think. Um, he's, prob- he's probably. Getting paid to be Mark Cuban's personal assistant or something to tune her about three million a year, probably. I think it'd be one of those yeah. Udanis Haslam yeah, situations, yeah. I think, for JJ. Yeah, one of those deals. Club yeah. ambassador. He'll be rocking up on coaching staff there in no time, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well they're not they're not shy about coaches, are they, the Maverick? No, no, no. Plenty of them. Yeah. Not not conservative about the number of coaches they have. I like that. No, it's very good. Keeps God Sham God in work anyway, so I think that's about it, Gav. Um, let's just get some games going. and um, Yes, isn't it? I'll let you go and have your lunch and get back to work and whatnot. Um, Check us out in all the usual places. Uh, like, subscribe, rate and all that. Hit the YouTube channel up. Put tons of old school games going on there over the festive period. Uh, not that anyone should be short of games to watch. And uh, email us, email the show at email at pickandrolluk.com and check us on the Twitter, Pick and Roll UK. I think I'll do it, man. I'll see you between now and New Year to uh, see what we've liked and not liked from the first week or so, I guess. Yes, yes. It's a leap to uh, massive conclusions early. Yeah. As is tradition. <laughs> and, the, and the season first starts. Uh. Right. Gav, thanks for your time. Peace out. Uh, I'll speak to you soon. Yes. Yes, take care. Have a good Christmas, everyone. Happy Christmas, one and all, yeah. Sarah. What? You didn't know Christmas went hip-hop? Check the clock and let the jingle bells rock. you love kiss while the mistletoe hangs above you don't know what you're missing to